You're listening to New Life Today with Lawson Whitson, where we encourage you to stay strong and keep the faith with life-relevant Christian messages on the go. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a positive review wherever you are listening. Now here's Lawson Whitson. I'm going to be reading two verses of Scripture from the epistle of James, chapter 1, in verse 26. It says, if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. But verse 27 is our key verse. says, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. Here's what I need you to get. You want to know what pure religion is? To visit the orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Amen. I'm playing off that this morning. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about pure religion. Pure religion. Amen. Can we just bow our heads? Father, we open our hearts and our ears to your word today. God, speak into our life, into our future. Grow us and draw us closer to you is our prayer. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated today. And again, thank you for coming out. For the last several years, it has become popular for people to speak out against religion. It's almost become a bad word anytime anyone mentions religion. It has been repeated over and over and I have even said it more than once, and I still agree, I'm not backing up on this, but our relationship with God is more about that. It is about relationship over religion. Amen. In fact, even recently, I heard a pastor say, he said, and I quote, I hate religion. And... I understand the sentiment of what many feel about man-made religions. All of the facades of personal pursuits of power and money under the guise of religion and spirituality, I am with you. I despise that too. However, let's not look at the word religion as an evil word. Because many have abused the true meaning of it. Let us look at the word religion from a biblical and a scriptural perspective. Today I suggest that we not totally ignore its true original scriptural meaning and application. In our text, our two verse text that I just read from James He writes, James, the younger brother of Jesus, by the way, is the one who wrote the epistle of James. Uh, The younger brother of Jesus wrote to the believers of his day. He talked and he mentioned, and it's the title of our message, he talked about pure religion and undiluted or undefiled religion. Okay, so... Webster's definition of religion is this. A personal set of institutionalized 
system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices. Number two, the second definition is the service and worship of God. And thirdly, a commitment or devotion to religious faith or observance. Might I say today that that isn't all bad. If your faith is in the right God. If your commitment is to the one and true living God. Can I hear an amen in the house? That is Merriam-Webster's definition, but let's talk about how James defined it for us in the Scripture. James in our text defined pure religion as this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble was his wording. But let's just pause there a moment and talk about what that could be. Visit orphans and widows in their trouble. Visit could mean either personally in the flesh, in their trouble could mean more than an emergency. It could be more than a 911. It could be more than a desperate call like I received last night. My wife was coming up by the church, ironically. And an intoxicated person pulled out of the road and hit her almost directly head on. Me being the wonderful husband that I am, blasted up here and came to her rescue. That would be one way of coming to a person in need. But that is really, I don't think, the entirety of what James is talking about. To visit them in their trouble. Let me, let me rephrase it. To visit them in their lack. To visit them in their need. How many knows you have a crisis when you don't have what you need? To visit them. Pure religion is to not just show up physically. Sometimes we need to show up tangibly. Oh boy, it's, it's, that, that, weak, that amen was a little weaker than what it was just this moment or two. Oh, here he goes. He's going to talk about money. Pure religion is more than lip service. Not just visit them with your presence. Well, I come to see you. That's good. But sometimes we need to come with our presence of assistance. Amen? And that being with the necessities of life. Then James said, secondly, and I think this really, I've never seen it this way before, but I actually believe that The second part, he says, really equips us to do the first part. Then James said, secondly, the second part is to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Now let me just say, on the surface, that would mean to live a godly life of holiness and a covenant life with Christ. Amen? But let me say today, I believe that also includes that we shouldn't be so consumed with this world and with this world's things, that our priorities to God's things become second, that we could not practice pure religion. Let me break it down and say, 
Don't want to offend nobody, but it's not all about you. When God blesses you, it is not just for your blessing. It is for you to be a blessing. Amen. Sometimes God will send a blessing through someone else's hand to get to you. We love that. We like to be on the receiving end of that. But real maturity is, is God, we know that God can give to us, but my question today is, is can God give through us? Sometimes God blesses us for us not to clinch on and hold every dime, but also to pass some of it along. God gives us the fruit. God gives us the blessing. How many knows every good thing that you possess comes from Him? Within every piece of fruit is a seed. You are to eat the fruit, but sow the seed. It kind of goes into first fruits of, of, you know, putting God first and honoring God. But pure religion, I, I, don't, I don't want religion to become a curse word, and I, I get how everyone... Our world and our culture has defiled it, and even false Christian ministers and people have misrepresented religion. However, that does not nullify uh, the, the absolute authenticity of the pure religion. Pure religion is to visit the orphans, the widows. You know what it's saying? Pure religion... It's more than just what you say it is. Pure religion, when you really follow the Lord, it will change how you live. It will change how you give. It will change your priorities. It will rearrange your schedule. How many knows putting God first is to put His will before our will? Amen. Now James also wrote, in the very next chapter, James 2, 14, he says, what does it profit my brethren? He's not writing to unbelievers, he's writing to the church. What does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, a.k.a. God bless you. But you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? In other words, what good is that? Thus also faith by itself, it does not, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. But he's saying don't get too puffed up because even the demons believe that and they tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, but do you know that faith without works is dead? You know what he is saying? You have lip service. I have life service. Too many Christians are self-professed believers, but unless they told you, their life would never speak it. 
A true Christian is not one that goes around with false religion and holier-than-thou attitude with their nose pointed up in the air. But true and pure religion are those who love Christ so much to where His cause now becomes our cause. Amen. We are the hands and the feet and the fingers and the body parts of Christ on earth. The body of Christ, the church. When He ascended into heaven, the Bible says that He committed unto us, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, He has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. And also, too, God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. And then He even uses the wording that we are ambassadors of Christ. You know what that means? That we are Christ in the earth. Christ is inside of us. We represent a kingdom greater than any kingdom on the planet. Can I hear an amen? We represent a power and a set of values greater and higher than any other. So to be... God's man and to be God's woman, we have to sow into the things that matter to God. If you really love God, you will love the things that God loves. That's as simple as I can put it. If you really love God, you will learn to hate what God hates. I don't want to get political, but you need to check if your values... Even it comes down to how you vote. If that, if that is in opposition to your Lord, you, you need to go revisit that. That's all, I'm going to leave that right there. I'll, I'll, I'll save that. That wasn't even in my notes. That's, that's extra. James again is teaching us a lesson about what real faith is and what real religion is. True, pure religion is not a statement only. It is not a religious badge of an outward confession. It's kind of like one famous person, I think it was Winston Churchill said one time, says, if you have to tell people that you are a lady, chances are you are not. Let me rephrase that. If you have to tell people you are a Christian, Chances are, you might not really be. Real faith, pure religion, is a life lived in action to the things that Jesus cared about. In other words, talk is cheap. If we wasn't in such a congregation as this, I would quote what we used to say growing up. And that is, put up or shut up. But I, but I won't say that because that wouldn't be appropriate. But, I mean, if you remember that, that might apply here. Don't tell me how religious you are. Don't tell me how holy you are. Don't tell me how many degrees of Christianity you have in your lineage. I don't even care about your formal Christian education you can have more degrees behind your name than a thermometer. And it really makes no difference if your life does not match your profession. Amen. Pure religion goes beyond what we do in here. Your religion and who you are in Christ is proved by who you are when we leave here. Oh, I'm preaching better than you shout. 
We, we worship in here. We serve Him out there. Do we have any real Christians in the house today? Give Him a big hand clap of praise in the house. When someone needs a meal or clothing, it's good to tell them, well, we're praying for you, we'll pray for you. But to close the door in their face and say, God bless you. I just believe God's going to provide for you. Maybe God sent them to you for you to be the hand that He serves through. Not just the hand that He serves to. I'm not being ugly today. But let me just say today, if you profess Jesus as your Christ and you don't give one dime to His kingdom and you're stingy with your first fruits and you're stingy with your offerings, you only want the blessings of God, you want the salvation of God, you want the healing of God, you want the protection of God, but don't ask anything from me. I ain't giving that church my money. Let me clear that up too. You don't give to a church, you give to God. The church, the body of Christ on earth is the hand that you give to God through. Amen. Now, I hope I didn't kill your spirit right there, but how many knows that our God operates in reciprocity? In Genesis, he said, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Continual sowing equals a continual reaping. You cannot just reap and never sow back. The Dead Sea is dead. The waters are uh, uh, non-sustainable for life. It is so saturated with salt. You, you, know, you, you know why it's that way? Because it has an inlet, but it does not have an outlet. It receives in, but never pours out. Some of our lives are lifeless because we have no outlet. Can I just tell you very kindly today, the same God that pours into you everything that you enjoy and possess doesn't want it to stop with you. Let some of it flow on out into someone else. Is that okay? If you believe it, give him a hand praise today. It's okay to tell the needy, I'll pray for you, and we should. But James says, if you have it by you, if you have the means to help, you should help. Before you send them away, feed them and give them something to put on. We here in America, we have poor people here in America. However, the degree of poverty that is in other parts of the world have never been manifest in this country on that level. A few years back, Sandra and I visited our missions in the Philippines, and that is the first time in my life that I'd ever been in an environment that I felt was a lack of no hope. And, and I don't mean spiritually. I'm talking about the best that you could hope for. There was, here in America, even, even as broke as so many systems are in America and as upside down as it is, and, and I won't go into all that, there's, there's still opportunity here.
But in these third world countries, all they could hope for is something to eat one meal at a time and somewhere to lay their head that is out of the rain and off of the dirt. Amen. They said it would change you forever if you ever go on a missions trip. It changed me forever. I've told it before, but I'll, I'll tell it again. The first night that we were there on our first missions trip ever to the Philippines, we were in service with Pastor Morris and our church family there. And it come time of the service where he was receiving the offering. And, and the little Filipino people are so sweet in nature. And they were coming and some, some would have a few coins and maybe, maybe a couple had a piece of paper money. But then others came and they had a little pouch that was bound up. It was no more fit in the palm of your hand. And it was tied like with a little bread tie. And we looked at each other and we're like, what, what is that? And we, as we looked more closely, we could tell it was just a little palm full of rice. You know what that is saying? We don't have a dime to give. We don't have a dollar to give. All we have is just a little bit of food. But we want to honor God. And part of what we're relying on to sustain life tomorrow, we brought to you and we offer it freely, O oh God. Me and Sandra looked at each other and I ugly cried right there in the middle. I don't mean a little tear trail. I mean, I like lost it. Church family, we don't realize how blessed we are. We waste more than people in other countries have the opportunity to receive. James said, I will show you my faith by what I do and how I live. He says, you go ahead and talk about your faith. He says, but you will be able to see my faith. By what I do. You will never demonstrate, exemplify greater faith than when you give. Because what you are saying is you are saying, God, I trust you as my source, not my resource. You are saying, Father, I understand that what you've given me is for me and my family. But you've blessed me with more than what I have to have because part of it is my seed to sow back in to something that matters to you. Amen. In Matthew 25, and we, we won't read there, it's a very long chapter, but part of Matthew 25 gives us a word picture of how it will be in the end time. The Lord says, in the judgment, I will divide the people in front of me for judgment. He, he classified them metaphorically as sheep and goats. Anybody ever read that? He said, I will place the sheep on my right hand. That is indicative of fellowship. You ever heard of the right hand of fellowship? He says, but the goats I'll put on my left hand. Don't answer out loud today, but I want to ask you, are you a sheep or are you a, a goat? Wives, don't look at your husband and call him an old goat. That's not very nice. But the Lord said, those on my right hand, I will say, I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And those on the right will say, Lord, when? When did we see you hungry and feed you? When? Did we find you without clothing and clothing? And whenever were you in prison? 
He said it's this simple. He says, when you have done it to the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. The only way you can serve God is to serve His purpose. You know what His purpose is? The salvation of humanity. We need to be a friend before we present a Savior. Oh, that's so good. We need to pull off false religion and have pure religion. Jesus healed the sick, fed the hungry. He served their natural needs. But the amazing part about it is they came for one reason. Need brought them. But when they met the Master, it was love that kept them. Amen. I just want to ask you today, can you share the love? How many are thankful for how good God has been to you today? Amen. What an awesome God we serve. And then that Matthew 25, the opposite's true. He'll look over at the goats and say, I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was naked, you did not clothe me. It's prison, you did not visit me. And they say, Lord, we, we never neglected you. How did that happen? He says, he says, because you did it not unto the least of these, you did it not unto me. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And another they will not follow. I believe today that the voice of the shepherd, not the under-shepherd, I'm the under-shepherd, but the voice of the master shepherd. I believe Jesus, our shepherd, is talking to us today about what pure religion actually is. Thank you for listening to New Life Today with Lawson Whitson. We hope that this message equipped you and empowered you to live the Christian life. We would like to invite you to attend one of our dynamic services, either in person or online. Visit nlcjc.org, that's nlcjc.org, for the campus and service times that work for you. Be sure to connect with us on social media, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. We look forward to being with you next time on New Life Today with Awesome Winston.